Hey, everybody. Welcome out to another fun-filled episode of Burnt Popcorn. I'm your co-host, Mike Laidman. I'm joined with none other than... Laura Laidman. Now, hun, you and I are husband and wife. Mm-hmm. So this show is a family affair. Mm. What? Uh, what, well, you don't think that counts as family? Yeah, but not where you're going with it. <laughs> okay. Well, the, the segue I was going to make is it's more of a family affair than usual because we have a guest this week. Yeah, and, I... Uh, oh, you're, you're going to take yeah, care. Well, okay, go for it. I know go it was your it. movie pick, but it's my guest. <laughs> uh, I invited my sister to join us. Welcome, Alicia. Hi. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good, thanks. Pretty good. It's the first day of 2022. I did nothing. We went celebrate. for a walk. That's, we went for a walk. That yeah. was okay. So, getting back in the swing of things. New Year's resolutions and all that. Our new, what is our New Year's resolution? Did you make one? No. I never make one because there's no point. No, there's no point. You're I just, just going to break it. No, I just, you know, saying it for the tradition of it, okay. I guess. <laughs> anyway, yeah. What's shaking? Yeah. Um, I feel like I was only picked for this because I'm obsessed with the movies, but I haven't watched it. Yes, 100%. <laughs> but that's the thing. That that's, is 100% why. That's usually what how we end up. It's it's funny because like the whole point is to see if the movie is, is held up. And we have a really good track record of inviting people on the show to talk about like their favorite movie of all time. So it's always going to be a double buttered vote at the end, <laughs> at least from th- that guest. Uh, but I did say to Mike at the beginning of, well, not even before you showed up, I said, I wonder if my opinion will be as such that she uninvites me from the wedding party. Ooh. Oh no. Could you imagine? <laughs> you are already uninvited. No. Good- <laughs> Goodbye. Can I still come? But I've yeah. already started plans. <laughs> You've got time. There you go. Okay. There you go. There you go. Well, to 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 get to this movie that we we invited you here for because it is one of your favorites this week. We will be talking about. Oh wow! I, I totally missed like a huge chunk of the the intro of the show. Meh. That's what late. we get. That's what we get for for taking some weeks off. I'm not going back. No take backs. No, no takesy backsies. <laughs> this week we will be talking about the Lord of the Rings: The Fellowship of the Ring, which originally hit theaters back in 2001. Legend tells of a ring created by an ancient evil that gave its wearer the power to enslave the world. Believed lost for centuries. It has now been found. Is it secret? Is it safe? This is the One Ring, forged by the Dark Lord Sauron. Sauron needs only this ring to cover all the lands of a second darkness. No one knows it's here, do they? Do they, Gandalf? The weapon of the enemy is a gift. Let us use it against him. You cannot wield it. None of us can. The ring must be destroyed. It was made in the fires of Mount Doom. Only there can it be unmade. I know what I must do, but I'm afraid to do it. 
One does not simply walk into Mordor. There is no other way. There's something down there. like that December 2001 was now more than 20 years ago, but here we are on December the 6th of 20 or 20, oh my goodness, of 2001, the Canadian province of Newfoundland is renamed Newfoundland and Labrador. 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 Good job. Uh, On December 11th, the People's Republic of China joins the World Trade Organization. And on December 12th, Winona Ryder is arrested on shoplifting lifting charges in Beverly Hills, California, which I remember very clearly because I have always loved she's Winona. A, she's your girl. Right? I love Winona. Yeah. And, oh, this one, this one aged like a fine milk. Oh, <laughs> on December 24th. Time Magazine names New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani oh, no. Person of the Ooh. Year for leadership after the 9-11 attacks. Yeah, that one. Like a fine glass of milk. Yeah, yeah. Oh, would you like to get into the box office yes, for this yes. year? Yes, yes, let's to get away from Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, a lot of big movies uh, came out fall 2001. We had the big Pixar release of Monsters, Inc. at $62.7 million. Then two weeks later is when we saw Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone for Americans, Philosopher's Stone for literally everyone else. I don't understand that. but I think it's more that they understood that Americans wouldn't know what a Philosopher's Stone was. Oh, I see. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the reason. Sorry to jump in on this. Um, hilarious thing. We literally just finished um, Full Metal and it's all about the Philosopher's Stone. Oh, see? see? It's the Philosopher's Stone. Sorcerer's Stone is stupid. Yeah, agreed. Also, I just got a new magic spell in Skyrim today, which lets me transmutate metal uh, from iron to silver to gold. So, meh. Amazing. I also am a Philosopher's Stone. Uh, so, anyway. <laughs> You're an alchemist. <laughs> How yeah. am I the the coolest person? On <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Doesn't happen this often. doesn't Hold make on any it. sense. Uh, so, it premiered at 90.2 million. Uh, and that held number one for three weeks before being knocked out by Ocean's Eleven, which hit at 38 million. And the next week was Vanilla Sky, which I'm like, what? At 25 million. And then we had Lord of the Rings at 47.2 million, which broke the December release record of 38.1 million, which was set by Ocean's Eleven two weeks earlier. Oh. <laughs> uh, it held for four weeks in and um, into 2002 which was finally beaten by Black Hawk Down at $28.6 million. I remember that movie. I do remember that movie, too. The top movies of the year were Harry Potter at $317.5, Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring at $313.3, and Shrek at <laughs> 267.6. I just got to say, it was funny because, like, and I'm sure we'll get into it, but I remember that it was such a big, like, Almost like people like tried to imagine some feud between Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter because they're both fantasy movies based on books that came out about the same time. 
That's yeah, stupid. No. Yeah, Agreed. It is. I mean, like it's 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 a tale as old as time. I mean, Star Wars fans versus Star Trek fans, right? Like, yeah, the nerd cultures inevitably cra- clash on what is better. Yeah, even though you know, just like both, that's what I do. Yeah, uh, well, there's nothing wrong with liking both or neither. It's true. Well, hmm. you have to like both. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh. people on Twitter are going to be mad at you. Okay. I don't have Twitter. It's probably for the best. <laughs> probably, it is probably for the best for your own mental health. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Yeah. But getting into it, uh, normally we would let the guests go first to talk about their memories of the film. But uh, you have never listened to the show, which yep. you admitted before we started recording. And that's yep. okay. I mean, my brother doesn't listen to the show either. But to just kind of give you an idea of how, how it goes, I will go first because it was my pick. And normally I would go first if it was just the two of us and and no guest. So I remember I don't remember how I got like excited about the movie, but I know that I read the books before the movie came Ooh, out. Hipster. And I, I know. And I remember that I read the the books like I, I read them in order. So I read The Hobbit and then the the Fellowship and then you know, I mean obviously it makes sense to read them in that order. No, no, you go two towers. <laughs> two towers first and then Fellowship. Re- yeah. Then Hobbit. Yeah, but I I, I mean obviously I I read Hobbit going in cuz I remember specifically I was talking to to someone like a family member and they were like uh and, and I said I was I was going to read the books before I saw the movie. And uh, and they're like, "Boy, did you read The Hobbit?" And I'm like, "No, I didn't read The Hobbit." And they're like, "Well, you got to read The Hobbit." And I was like, "Oh, okay." And next thing I knew, I was reading The Hobbit too. And a lot of songs, so many songs. I remember, I remember specifically. I wish they had the songs in the movies. Make it a good six hours long. Yeah, they are six hours long if you watch the whole thing. If you watch <laughs> the extended editions and such. Um, but I, I did say uh, I, I've told you this story before too. Is I always think of the first album by the Gorillas. When when I re- think about Lord of the Rings, because when I read the books, um, it was the summer that that CD came out and mm. I got it for my birthday. So I would listen to the CD. I put the CD on and then I would read Lord of the Rings until it was time to go to bed. And so every time I like think of Lord of the Rings, I think of the gorillas. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting association. So, yeah, but, you know. it's a weird association, but but it is it is one that. But I remember I remember going to the theater and being absolutely blown away. Like this was one that I I saw in theaters, and and just at the time, like it was something that became an obsession with like my with my my friend you know, Rob. You know Rob. Rob was uh, I was his best man at his wedding, and he was in our wedding party. And mm-hmm. Rob became so obsessed with this movie and he and I hung out all the time. He was quoting it left, right and center. Like uh, we, we started to make our own like fantasy film. Like we, that we, we did. Oh, that I, yeah, this is what I've, I married. I have gone from being the coolest person to the least <laughs> cool person on the podcast. We actually, we did a test film just to see how it would go. I have to find where, this footage. I'm sure Rob still has it somewhere. It's stashed on a camcorder. It, it was literally me in hockey pads and a wizard cape running through a forest just to see how it would look. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And then Coyote showed up when he went back to get a new battery for, for the camera. And I was like, this is the moment I die wearing hockey pads and a sparkly wizard cape. And and sure enough, I got saved by uh, the fact that he had a, a walkie. We had walkie talkies. 
because he was filming from like we were being very dramatic with our shooting. He wasn't How just standing. How old were you? This was I was this was 2001. So I'm like 16. Well, no, it wouldn't have been 2001. It would have well, been 2002. 2002. So yeah, 16, 17. I was cool. Anyway, so we were actually doing like you know thematic film shots where like he would be standing up on a hill and I'd be down at the bottom of a canyon or and he'd be like. You know, he'd talk, talk to me on the walkie talkie and he'd be like, okay, run because we're filming. And then he'd take a shot of me like super far away and like dramatically zoom in and stuff. So the fact that he he messaged me to tell me he was on his way back with the new battery uh, interrupted the coyotes. <laughs> Saved me. <laughs> That's delightful. Wow. Yeah. What a, what an interesting hey, story. Our city but gets some big coyotes. We got a, it was a ton. Of, like I, I was standing there in the woods wearing this stupid getup and three deer ran by and I was like, where under where those deer were going? And then three coyotes showed up behind them. <laughs> it's a good time. Anyway, Lord of the Rings. Um, I was absolutely, we were absolutely obsessed with the, with the movie. You know, we were, we made swords out of hockey sticks and all sorts of stuff. And, uh, it, it was an obsession with all of us for, 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 for a long time. So, well, I'm pretty sure this is one of the first that we can do where the guest and myself can say we saw it for the first time together. Yep. Um, I, that's like one of my, I don't know, most vivid memories of this movie is literally <laughs> cutting in front of everybody in line because you held our spot for hours. Yeah. Which yeah. is silly because I remember we just, we were with mom mm -hmm. and she, we were just like, I don't know if any of us were like super that keen on going to see it. Like you were, like, I think. But I was like, but you know, like I was like, I think mom was like, do you want to go see it? And I was like, sure. Yeah. Why not? And like, because I think at the time, because I would have been 16, almost 17. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like I would have been like, we were going to the movies a lot at the time. And I was like, sure. And it was just, it had become at that point already, like, um, we did it for like X-Men standing in line. It was just like the thing to stand in line. There was no reserve seats or anything. You'd go so early and buy yeah, and your tickets. And you'd like sprint up the stairs. Yep. Yeah, to try and get the first spot in line. But I just remember it was like, and then I remember we saw it again. And it was just like, again, it was like, do you want to just go see it again? And I remember mm -hmm. after seeing it the first time, the first time I had that like Taylor Swift moment with the the hair blowing when Legolas first came on street, uh, screen. And I was like, <laughs> <gasps> and now I got to say watching it now as a mature adult i'm like mm, legolas despite being a few thousand years old is a little young for me now because orlando bloom was what like 20 when this was filmed but now i'm like strider yeah aragorn's always been like numero uno i mean we loved legolas but i don't know he's got that thing about him yeah legolas was so pretty yeah and now now the hot thing is you know dirty guys i mean look at witcher and stuff it's it's like you like them with the long hair and dirty so go roll around outside in the mud i already got the long hair yeah exactly just you know <laughs> yeah i know and i just remember like it was the same thing like just i was very interested in i did get the books i remember that i didn't finish reading them there was too many songs no i just i remember i had uh like the Legolas poster and I didn't finish the books because there's too many songs and um, yeah, but I, I remember being like all in on it and 
I also remember the whole like Harry Potter versus Lord of the Rings thing. I didn't have like a side per se that like one is better than the other. I just literally at the time had zero interest in Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Zero. So yeah, I guess I was all towards like people my age. Yeah, because you were just you were just a wee youngin. <laughs> well, yeah, you would have only been what. Eight? Eight? Yeah, well, there's what? There's an, an eight year difference between the two of yeah. you, which we haven't mentioned. But yeah. I mean, not that that's super important, but in this case, it is. It is. It doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the memory of it would be different because, like, when I saw it, it was literally, I turned, my birthday's in February. This came out in December. Uh, I would have been turning 17 in a month and a half after this came out, but you would have only been turning nine. Nine. So math is hard. Because you're March. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it would have definitely, you know, you would it, have had different experiences. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that I do, I do remember that I, I didn't mention was I remember reading the books, and when they got to Tom Bombadil's house, and being like, "How are they going to adapt this for the movie?" And then they uh, seeing the movie, and then they didn't, and that that's how yeah, they, they did just it. didn't. <laughs> they just didn't do it. It was funny because I actually when we were watching, I did look into Tom Bombadil. And uh, I, I, before we get into the movie, I do, I do wish to bring up a theory. Is it about Tom Bombadil? It is. <laughs> it is. Um, so, do we think that the whole time Gandalf was just Tom Bombadil in disguise? What? No. But like. Think about it like tom bombadil is like a demigod of sorts right i actually looked into it he's based on a demigod from finnish literature weird tom bombadil but... or gandalf is uh according to my theory both oh my <laughs> so okay so here's here's the thing since you don't listen to the show you wouldn't know this your lo- your oh. sister oh. likes to make out of nowhere Bat shit insane. No, it's a good theory. My Obi Wan theory holds water. No, it doesn't. Because one person agrees with you in the world doesn't mean it holds water. It's enough. Uh-huh. Look at QAnon. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. It doesn't matter how crazy your theory is, people I, might believe it. I guess you got me there. <laughs> so my theory you've seen Star Wars, right? Oh my god. We're doing this are again. You, are you asking me? Yes. yes. Yeah. So do you remember near the beginning of the first the very first Star Wars movie, Luke's aunt and uncle are burned to a crisp? Very vaguely. I haven't seen those since we watched them at home. Which is fine. Which is fine. Um, And by home, you mean when we were children. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny because Obi-Wan is like, you have to leave with me to save, you know, everything. And Luke is like, I can't. I got to work with my aunt and uncle. I got to help them out. And so Obi-Wan, in my theory, just kills the aunt and uncle and blames the the Empire. So Luke is like, Obi-Wan was right. I have to avenge my aunt and uncle. It's very manipulative. See? See? No, 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 no. no. Maybe it's not a yes. (laughs) To be fair, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, so I don't really care either way. I mentioned it when we were still going to the office to one of my coworkers, and I just like very, very just, yeah, I had this theory. 
left it there and like just was he was like flabbergasted and like half an hour later i'm getting messages on slack that are like <laughs> wait no so that couldn't work because of this i'm like yeah i just i feel like you know it, it's possible and he's like no, no no okay reason 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 no 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 and i'm like yeah but if you think about it this way maybe he was not impressed <laughs> so yeah tom bombadil and gandalf possibly same person <laughs> oh my god all right anyway Let's move into the actual movie. Let's call up Mr. Uh, Tolkien. No. Let's call him up? <laughs> yeah. With a Ouija board. Oh. <laughs> okay. Any, anyway. Uh, so getting into the movie. Now, this is the timing of this was hilarious because we own the movie, but this was the second DVD I ever owned. And I didn't know the difference between widescreen and full screen yet. So we actually have a copy of of the fellowship of the ring on dvd in full screen it was like we were watching oh the entire movie on instagram <laughs> like it was <laughs> it was ridiculous and and hilariously in in the case of these movies if we have so many of the movies we actually own them but if there's a version of it available on streaming we'll watch it because it's, it's easier or like or it's a better quality copy i mean like we watched the matrix we watched it on on Netflix because it's Blu-ray and we own a, a DVD version of it. Mm -hmm. Well, Fellowship and the rest of the Lord of the Rings movies, they got pulled from Netflix in November in just in time for the 20th anniversary of this so that's movie. That's probably why. Oh, because people are going to be like, oh, we should watch Lord of the we Rings. We should watch and Lord of the Rings. Like, well, now you'll have, to, you'll have to buy it. Well, I think they also did a, a 4K Blu-ray release as That'll well do at it the same too. time. Yeah. So it was kind of like, oh, shit. Well, we have to watch this postage stamp version where, where it's this, this stupid square version. And, and oh, it just immediately bothered me. Well, <laughs> how did you phrase that you felt like we were watching it uh, as yeah as it was an instagram post yeah which is like yeah when you first said it i was like what are you talking about and then it was just like oh yeah i get it as we were watching it the very first battle scene happens at the beginning of the movie and i wanted to throw up because we couldn't see a damned thing <laughs> yeah you'd be missing like huge chunks of the movie yeah, yeah. like big big swaths of screen space was just gone now alicia did you did you take the extended cut version of fellowship that we had at our parents house or do our parents still have that mom and dad still have it however spencer and i spencer and i own <laughs> the extended editions on blu-ray if you would like to borrow them <gasps> yeah if we'd known that okay. yeah maybe not the first one <laughs> maybe not the first one we just, we just watched, watched that that's three hours that's yeah three but hours. you're missing a half an hour of content from that first one now yeah plus all the special features which i did watch on that extended one every single one oh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely see i i was a big i'm always been a big fan of special features and, and yeah. the stuff we get now is crap but yeah yeah we were saying that when we turned that it was like because even the the regular edition had a whole extra disc of special features. Yeah. And it was just like, we were like, man, DVDs now? I mean, there was DVDs coming out before that, you know, obviously you get the cheap cardboard copy. Yeah. My um, House on Haunted Hill copy is that uh, cheap cardboard case that comes with nothing. This is nothing. Yeah. But like, if you're buying like an event movie, it's like you were getting stuff. And now it's just like, do you want subtitles? Yes or no? There, there's like, there's a feature length documentary on how the creation of Iron Man, like the, the character Iron Man and his, um, his story through the years up until 
they made the movie, including a second feature length documentary about the making of the movie. And like, I feel like the newest Marvel Blu-ray had like a gag reel and that's it. Like, yeah, they just don't care anymore. It's because everybody's Mm -hmm. streaming. Nobody's buying DVDs anymore. Now, can we talk about you said about the beginning battle? Yes. Of the movie. I have to say, the opening of this movie was very campy. <laughs> okay, which part? Like the battle? Is yes. it when he's like smacking people away when Sauron is is hitting people with a the- lot of the battle scene is very camp, uh-huh. and I actually put. Um, a lot of Raimi-esque camera work. There is a lot of Raimi-esque camera work. Well, that's Peter Jackson. That's, well, that's what his exactly movies it, are like. right? Like, think about the movies he did before this. It was like Frighteners and Dead Alive and like he he did campy horror movies. Although yeah. I wouldn't call Frighteners campy. It's awesome. And we Dead should. Alive is definitely a campy I still haven't movie. seen it, but anyway. It's ridiculous. And then later- There's a the puppet movie- rat in it. Yeah, it's got the most blood ever used in a movie, at at least at the time and until very recently. One other thing I also wrote near the end, I was like, you know what, as I realized as I've watched this whole movie, there are a lot of Xena-esque shots in this movie. For for the nature of the fact that it was shot in like New Zealand? No, just the 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 way the fights were shot and some of the movements and the way the camera moves around the fights and stuff. Yes, I know. But like, theoretically, it was like... A New Zealand crew, right? Probably had a ton of cinematographers who worked on both. Maybe. <laughs> like, it would make sense, right? But like, right off the bat, I was like, this is campier than I remember. Okay. Not necessarily a bad thing. No, it was that's, entertaining. this is true, yeah. So don't take that as me being like, screw this, I'm out, right? In the first five minutes, I was just... Because I remember watching this movie and just being like blown away. Mm-hmm. And I just like the epicness of it and et cetera, et cetera. And then watching it now, it was like, it was quite campy. The fight scenes were like what I remembered as being epic and amazing. And But maybe we've just been so glutton for choice on epic medieval battle-esque type scenes that I'm just like, now this is camp compared to those. Okay. Maybe I don't think that i didn't feel like this was camp versus other movies in the franchise because i continued to watch movies in the franchise oh i've only ever seen the first hobbit movie because for some reason there's three yeah (laughs) the the, they they get weirder and weirder you know as the movies go on yeah with with their crazy campness like but i mean like what i when i think of campy fighting scenes in the the this trilogy I think of other movies. I, I'm not thinking of this movie. Like, I think I think of Legolas riding a dude down the stairs, and and uh, or not riding a dude, but he's like going down the, the shield, shield. Yeah, and then but With but the in shield, yeah. the, but then in the third one where he's like sliding down the elephant, you know, and then or sorry, the elephant, and but then it goes you know weirder and weirder as you get into the Hobbit movies, right? In this movie, I don't really find it as as campy. Like it's. Do you remember when Gandalf was spinning around and around and around and around? Because like it was a bit campy. He was just going. That was great. I remembered. I was waiting for that to happen. I was watching it. I totally forgot. I knew they fought. Yeah. And then Sauron. 
Saruman is, is like, oh yeah, he was a bad guy. <laughs> but like, oh my God. Also, I have to say, because I watched a lot of horror movies in October and several of them had Christopher Lee in them, mm-hmm. but old stuff that he used to do. And he stopped doing a lot of the horror movies because he didn't want to be typecast. Like a lot of guys like Bella Gossi, et cetera, et cetera. But it's funny that like I I've gotten so accustomed to now all the horror stuff that I saw him in from like the the seventies that now watching this it was like hearing his voice I almost more associate with the younger version now than the older version and also I gotta say you guys all have to watch the original um, Wicker Man because he was amazing in it. Apparently, it's his own favorite uh, performance of his. Oh, but, nice. yeah, it was really good. But anyway, but he he's one of those guys that like, he was obsessed with the books himself. He knew Tolkien. Yeah. Like, which is crazy. Uh, and he was like really passionate about this. And another movie that he was in that he was very passionate about because he also was a big fan of the book. and would bring in notes, et cetera, et cetera, like he did in this. Last Unicorn. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> anyway, any excuse for you to talk about The Last Unicorn. Right? Yeah, because I don't think it qualifies for this at all. I'd watch it with you. Oh, thank you. It's beautiful. <laughs> Makes me cry every time. I got I got our kid to watch a little bit of it. He liked it. Just a little bit. When it comes to the the effects, like you're talking about the the fight too, which which really like I, I wanted to bring this up early on. Uh, not talking about a specific scene, but like the movie as a whole. Um, it's funny that you mentioned that scene because it that scene where they're fighting the wizard fight, it was like, I felt like now if they had done this movie, that's what the scene looked like before they put all the effects into it. Mm-hmm. Cause it's the two guys like flipping around and they're, they're, you know, pushing each other with magic, but there's no like particles or anything flying well, lightning around. bolts. Yeah. Like it, it, I, it felt like there was, it was missing something yeah. almost based off of the way that, that we see stuff like that in movies now. Yeah. And also I found that, uh, a lot of the stuff in the battles, like the CG in the battles where it's like, oh, yeah, here's the army that's all dudes in like practical suits and stuff. And then right behind them is like 50 CG orcs and they stick out like you were you you put a piece of cardboard behind them mm-hmm. <laughs> that had because of, of the, the way the effects were. But something that really, really, really held up was all of the force perspective stuff that they did. Yes, that I agree with you 100%. Everything that, that they did, anything like, like Gandalf sitting on the cart with Frodo, like I've seen behind the scenes stuff where like Ian McKellen is sitting like 10 feet in front of Frodo and, yeah. and everything. Like it's, I'm, it's, it Keep all, your it, secrets. <laughs> we'll get into this stuff too, but, but like that stuff all looked fantastic. That looked great. You know, it didn't look great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when, when uh, Frodo gets so Frodo, like the stuff where he puts on the ring and the wraiths are after him, and he can like see, and it's all weird, wispy stuff, and that that's fine. But when he gets stabbed, and then he's like dying, and then we first see Elrond, <laughs> and he like fades in across, like beside Frodo, and like I was like, what the shit? <laughs> like this is weird. Remember when like. Hugo Weaving like had a moment in 2001. Well, because he was also high off the Matrix too. Yeah, like this was like 
put him on the map this year, right? So, but anyway, but that, see, I was just like, because, like, it's got some weird fishbowl effect on their faces, too. And it's like, there's some interesting choices. Coloring, and I'm yeah. just like, like with oh. Gladriel later, too, when she goes all like green and blue. Or yeah, as like, horrible as the dog. Yeah, yeah that's and I'm interesting. like, there are a lot of scary faces in this movie. <laughs> like, where Bilbo does his scary face yeah. and stuff. And I'm just like, oh. Yeah. So, anyway, uh. yeah. Uh, do you remember when, speaking of, uh, See where Frodo's they're racing across the road, but like we were introduced to Arwen, one of the few women in this series. Mm-hmm. And she's got that necklace that she gives to Aragorn. Yeah. Man, remember all the fantasy love and shit. Well, Alicia, you were in high school at the time. Every semi-weird girl <laughs> in high school, except me. And I uh-huh. will count myself as one of the semi-weird girls, so don't get me wrong, had that necklace that was like $15 at Claire's. <laughs> <laughs> Every single one. There was advertisements for it, like TV Guide. The DVD copy that we have has a coupon book still inside, and one of the things is it is that necklace. Amazing. <laughs> also, you can win a trip to New Zealand. Oh, nice. The contest closed 19 years ago. Oh, of course. We should have looked up and saw who won. I know that would have been amazing. Yeah. So, but yeah, that necklace, I was just like, oh, right. The jewelry from this, like, there's so many people who have like the one ring with the inscriptions on it and the Arwen necklace and the clip of the, the leaf clip. And Rob, Rob, who we were talking about earlier, we had, he had um, Lord of the Rings Risk, Ooh. which was really fun. And it was really funny when we played that because it was the only time where uh, I absolutely dominated the game like immediately because uh it's the map it's obviously middle earth is the map instead of you know earth Earth. and there was a whole section where people were like well i don't want that area because it was all like up at the top and so i just took all of the areas at the top at the beginning because everyone else is trying to fight over gondor and like mordor and stuff like that and i'm places and i'm all up in the corner so like as soon as the game starts it's like okay you guys you get your turn. Now it's my turn. I get 15 extra men. I'm going to waltz through your kingdoms and just just wreck shit. But the point I was trying to make with this was it came with the way that you played the game is it actually it came with a ring. And the point was to the ring was to move like as mm-hmm. the game went on towards Mordor, like no player actually played the ring like the ring was its own thing. As and, it is in the movie. And uh, and and I remember that that he would wear that ring. Oh. Like Rob took the ring out of out of uh, out, out, of, out of the risk wow. game, and he wore it. So, speaking of the <laughs> ring, how many times in this movie do they show the clip of a door cutting off the fingers? The fingers, because <laughs> yeah. it's at least four. There's a whole bunch. There's a whole bunch. This movie could have been at least two minutes shorter if they cut you know three what? of those out. The, the that whole sequence being on loop actually led to a memory that I had that was wrong where like the very beginning happens, he cuts his hand off and then like they show him like get shot with arrows and die in a ditch. And I was like, where's the part where Elrond's like, throw it into the fire. And he's like, nah, you know, like later. Yeah. It's later. It shows up later in the movie. And that happened a few times where it would just keep going back to that scene and show. And I was like, I remembered all of this once at the Mm -hmm. beginning of the movie. Same. And and it was it's all throughout the movie. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of Elrond, so once the hobbitses 
you know, Frodo has recovered. They're in Rivendell. Yes. Not Riverdale, Rivendell. <laughs> and they have their meeting that the one of the greatest memes, two of the greatest memes of all time <laughs> was born from. I noticed everyone was wearing a lot of velvet. How does your fiance feel about this scene, Alicia? He does not like velvet at all. And he dislikes all of that. <laughs> yeah. Like everyone is wearing velvet. It's I feel like it would have been a very hot day in wardrobe. Yeah, it's just like velvet and leather. Yeah, I was like, I don't, I don't know. Did people wear that much leather? But Maybe like, they're fake. elves, so I don't know. I can't really ask. <laughs> what you can't ask the actors or the elves? The elves. <laughs> if elves would really wear that much velvet, velvet. I forgot the <laughs> word for it. <laughs> you threw it leather, and I got confused. You got confused. Oh, thank God. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I just that scene with uh, one does not simply walk into Mordor and and my axe. And yeah, it's just like that. Oh, I was losing it. This is a great, great place to to bring this up, and because we've we've covered you know more modern movies on the show before, but. There has never been a movie that we've talked about that has had so many memes spawn yeah. from it that <laughs> so we spent many. half the movie just laughing to ourselves <laughs> about all these stupid memes. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was chuckling a lot about the stupid memes. It's just like, I couldn't. The fact that it's been 20 years. Yeah. And we're still using the same. People are still. Like any comment thread where it starts, one person replies, and this, and this, and my axe. And and my axe inevitably gets Yeah, always. Yeah. Always. And like every once in a blue moon, because normally people upvote it, it's hilarious, it's cute. Every once in a while, it's downvoted to oblivion. Yeah. Like for like no reason. And that's better. I I also enjoyed, we were watching the the Balrog scene happens and Gandalf, Gandalf perishes. And it's this really sad moment. And they go to they go to the new elf place, and and the guy comes out and he goes, "Tell me where is Gandalf? For I much desire to speak with him." And that is one of the lines that gets looped in the taking the hobbits to Isengard <laughs> dance <laughs> remix. And I just like burst out laughing at this very serious moment. Can I top that? <laughs> Can I top that with giggling at a serious moment? Yes. So. After they lose Gandalf to what I called, because I couldn't remember what was called a Balrog at first, so I just wrote down the Red Bull. Of course, yeah. it's not because, the last unicorn, but still, like I'm like, kind of looks like it. Mm. Debatable. Anyway, with a whip, and he's not blind, but anyway, and Gandalf dies, and all crying, and like they, they have to like they drag Frodo away or whatever. At one point, Fred Frodo gets dragged away by Aragorn. And he picks him up. Pulls away. He's like, we gotta go. We gotta go. Yeah. And everyone's all upset. And I'm just giggling to myself because all I could think of is, this is me trying to get my toddler ready for bed. <laughs> like, just picking him up. And my kid's like, no, 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 no. And I'm just, so I'm, I'm just laughing to myself. And I'm just like, this is a very serious moment in the movie. And mm-hmm. it was quite funny. Speaking so. of which, Fly You Fools, also another yep. big meme. Yep. Yep. <laughs> another moment that had all the wind sucked out of it because it's a meme. And also, there's I find there's a few things that not only got the wind sucked out of them a little bit, having now had 20 years that this movie has stayed part of the public conscious as much as it has, 
like Gandalf taking still taking them through the mines, and we know that there's bad stuff down there. And Gandalf knows that there's bad stuff down there, and he's like, "Well, we'll let the ring bearer decide." And Frodo's like, "Yeah, I'm fucking cold. We're gonna go through the mountain." And Gandalf's like, "Well, this is gonna go poorly. All right." And he does it anyway. I'm like, "Why not just be like?" So yeah, no lie. There's some bad shit in there. Because the I got movie, bad news. Movie. There's bad news. But I mean, it's in, it's way it is in the book too, is it not? <laughs> yeah, like bad news. Everyone's dead. Isn't it? Uh, I mean, I can't remember as well. But don't they go through like the mines of Moria in The Hobbit as well? Yeah, but that was like sixty years beforehand. Yeah, I know. But I I would imagine it's like a a callback to The Hobbit. Right. Yeah, but like it's still if Gandalf knows that things are. Where did you get this guest? You you, you brought her on to be an expert. She doesn't know what. No, mo- I brought what her on to be a the- fan. She doesn't have to be an expert. <laughs> um, I just can't remember because I read The Hobbit in high school. It's been a while. Oh, I hate that it's been a while for you since high school because that's been a <laughs> real long time for me. But when did you like, last watch the movies? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> you didn't watched, do your homework. I watched the Hobbit movies once each in theaters. They were awful. Ooh, yeah, I, I only watched the first one because it's uh, and then you went with friends for the next year because yeah, I, I really I, didn't want to watch I third wheeled the second one. Yeah. And then the final one I saw, I got it from the library like three years later because yeah, i just didn't care yeah, yeah you were like i have no desire and then i just didn't go <laughs> to see the last one <laughs> did i tell you what i got mike for christmas maybe i bought him a cineplex gift card a very big one and my gift was going to be the cineplex gift card and the promise to go with him to a bunch of movies because we haven't really been in the movies since our child was born we've only been a couple times and uh the day after I bought the gift card, about a while ago, like the day, day after I bought it was when all the news was coming out that, oh, Omicron's going to be bad. And I was like, hmm. Timing. Well, this gift card's not going to expire at least. So yeah, whatever. Kind of took the wind out of that, the sales of that gift. <laughs> it will be so even more special when you get to go. Yeah. You know what wasn't kind? Poor Frodo gets stabbed a lot. <laughs> Segway. Well, he's also an idiot, so. Yes, that's one of the things I kind of forgot was like, Frodo does some dumb crap. And even then, he is the most level-headed of all these hobbits. Well, maybe not Sam. Yeah. But like the hobbits are all, I mean, I guess part of it is because they've never left the Shire and their lives have been innocence and joy and nothing to worry about. So like, on that note, I would love to be a hobbit. I don't care that I'm short and have big hairy feet. I get to eat second breakfast. You I get, get to eat elevensies. Cool I get a cute little house. Um, like it, it just all sounds like a winning lifestyle. Hobbit, Hobbitown, Hobbiton, Hobbiton, Hobbiton. Good dream. lord, Shire, dream. Sign me up. <laughs> Nothing seems bad about being a hobbit. Yeah, it seems like. Pretty good gig. No one's no one's arguing. There's a lot of there's no, a lot I of agree. Weed smoking. Yeah. They even mention it like he's like, this is good weed. And I was like, Yeah, they do oh, a lot of drugs. The year 2001. I do remember I do remember when I was in, you know, high school when this movie came out and we were sitting there in the theater and I'm there with all my buddies and 
and he's like, oh, what a great weed. Like right at the beginning. Yeah. We, were all, we were all like, he said weed. <laughs> You're like, yeah, it's even like a named one. And I was like, well, they got some purple kush. Like, yeah. So, yeah. And then, yeah, so they, they poor stab poor Frodo a lot. But at least this yeah. time he's got some. The mithril. Myth, mithril. Yeah. From. From the Uncle elves. Bilbo. For what? Well, it's Uncle Bilbo. He, Bilbo gives it to him. Um, yeah, but it's like we just make. watched this movie. <laughs> it is three hours long. Some stuff is going to fall through the cracks. Not Titanic, though. I remember that movie. No, yeah, you remember every damn backwards thing and forwards. But yeah, you know who also could have used some like thought sometimes. This is why sometimes I think that maybe Gandalf might be also Tom Bombadil because oh, he's God. mean. Because. He can't. He he's got. It's like Dash in Incredibles. He can't go too fast, or people know something's up. He has to go just as fast as he thinks is just enough to win, because otherwise the gig is up. So if he's, you know, like a wizard, what like? Well, no, but like I'm saying, like Gandalf, they're they're down in the mines of Moria. And, like, they're having problems with the stairs. Obviously, Gandalf can move stuff around. He did so at what's the place with Saruman? What's its place? <laughs> what's that place called? <laughs> Isengard. Isengard? There's a whole song. <laughs> <laughs> There's a song about everything. Potatoes. <laughs> so, yeah, that's another meme. Yeah. So, anyway, I just, like maybe he's like, well, if I show how powerful I really am, they're going to mistrust that, like, wait, isn't he too powerful for a wizard? So he holds back simply so people don't realize how powerful he really is because he's actually Tom Bombadil. Right. Okay. Well, what I thought you were actually going to bring up was the fact that at the very beginning of this movie, Gandalf basically does a a lap of the the trilogy. (laughs) Yeah. At the very beginning of the movie, he's like, I got to go check something. And he rides to Gondor like <laughs> incredibly fast. Yeah. And then he rides back. He's there for like five minutes. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I got to go to Isengard now. Yeah. Okay, he rides yeah but back. Isn't that because like Shadowfax is like so fast though? And like she's yeah. like a magical but, horse. But he did he have Shadowfax in this movie? Like, no, he, but you don't need to see it. But he just, we know he does. He's showed us the meaning of haste. Is he fucking flying around on eagles every time the camera's not on it? That too. He does fly <laughs> the eagles a lot. Like, and he's just like telling you, he's like, fly you fools. Why don't they just take the eagles in a Yeah, he was, he was literally telling them, just get the eagles, guys. Why wouldn't he from the beginning just put them on the, the friggin' eagles? That's the there's, other thing. There's an explanation about this in one of the books. I can't remember what it is, but it's essentially there weren't like the people who like deal with the eagles had some like issues with like either men or elves or whatever and they basically were like no screw those guys we don't like them we're not gonna help them out and then they were like oh shit like our entire world is falling apart maybe we should help them now because they kind of saved our lives and that's why the eagles go i think i mean that could make sense (laughs) i I really don't have anything to argue that that, (laughs) strange if true Yeah, because really, there's no other explanation. Yeah. Because, like, literally, in the movie, the movie's explanation is, like, fucking there's that eagle. I'm going to hop <laughs> off this building and hop on its back. 
yeah like why didn't they just fly him there anyway yeah i mean at least when gandalf comes back in the next movie spoiler he's a little less fly- see again like this is how did he survive if he wasn't a god he didn't survive <laughs> though that's the whole thing he did die yeah but like how did he come back if he wasn't a god because he's a wizard yeah but what if wizards are demigods and maybe they are. There's a whole bunch of wizards. He's not the only one. I know. One. I remember in the book there was like someone the brown. Yeah, it's the guy who got shit on. It's Radagast. And someone the blue. There's a blue one. And there's another one. I don't remember who the other one is. Is it green? It might be green. Is it Tom Bombadil? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, something I do, I did notice when we were watching it this time was Gandalf, the. Frodo wakes up in Rivendell and Gandalf is there and he's just like, how did you get here? And Gandalf is like, well, there's a story behind that. And then it cuts to a flashback and then it cuts back to Gandalf and he's just like, yep. And I'm like, did you <laughs> actually tell him any of that? Like, <laughs> or did you just have a flashback and sit there quietly with Frodo staring at you while you went through this all in your head again? Can I also, so Saruman's been busy digging up Urukai from the ground. Yes. From the mud. Mm-hmm. Obviously we're doing that for a bit. How did the Urukai catch up with the fellowship so quickly? They, they are the literally time. elves. Yeah, but how did they get there so quickly? They did you not they see literally fucking... they can literally like just march for days on end. They don't need to stop. It's their whole thing. Yeah, they seem like they but then if it, their whole thing is to be amazing, how did, like, four hobbitses Okay, no, dwarf- you gotta just, you just gotta go with it. Really? <laughs> really? Like, it's the power add- of friendship, okay? Didn't work for Boromir. Well, shut up. <laughs> Do, okay, does anyone else feel really bad for Boromir because they like Sean Bean? Okay, Boromir is yeah. a great character, so he redeems himself. It's fine. I did remember one thing, because I, again, I read the books after I watched the movie. One of the things I do remember from the books is that Boromir was cooler in the books. Like, he was, in this movie, like, I mean, it's already three hours. It's a lot to cover in three hours. That's what you get those extended editions for. Yeah, but I felt like in this one, like it was very quickly like, I'm a steward of Gondor. I need power. I should take the ring. Oh, crap. I got to save the hobbitses. I'm dead. Uh, and yeah. that was his arc. Bar- Boromir is like really heavily, um, I don't know, viewed in the extended editions. I'd say probably like 20 minutes of the extended edition is Boromir's story. Yeah, I see, and that makes sense because, like, in this, it's it very much focuses on most of his story is like, I'm going to get the rings. Oh, wait. Or I'm going to get the ring, and then, oh, wait, I'm going to save the hobbits. I died. And the book, I remember, it just felt like there was a lot more of like showing that he was a man of strong character and that anyone could be corrupted by the ring. Yeah, and the extended editions do show that. So you guys just cheaped out on it. It was three hours. We have a child to raise. I still went to bed after midnight. I didn't care for that. <laughs> I wanted to sleep. Somehow, somehow, it, it took us longer to watch this movie than Titanic. Okay, because Titanic <laughs> is Titanic. My heart will go on, Jack. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'll never let go. 
Let's go. Also, <laughs> when he blew the horn of Gondor, uh-huh. my first thought was someone was doing some sort of New Year's crap outside. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, God damn it. What are they doing out there now? Because they're light so off fireworks. fireworks. I'm so shit. old and I just hate fireworks now. Uh, uh, I'm like... Oh, God, what are idiots' neighbors doing? I was like, oh, it's the movie. <laughs> it's the movie. <laughs> I remembered the the Horn of Gondor. I didn't remember it being so too, too. Yeah, that's why I thought it was outside. <laughs> I mean, if we weren't watching on New Year's and people were already making noise outside, it would have been different. But like, uh, anyway. 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 Yeah, it's three hours. <laughs> Well, it's even better when it's three and a half hours. So, oh man. <laughs> See, I, it was funny too because, I mean, I, I feel like it's one of those things that that comes when it's a movie like this where there's there's three of them. You, you sort of forget things that happen in in what order they happen and in which movies they might happen in. And after the scene with the Balrog and they all you know go outside and and uh, everybody's like, okay, let's continue on. They go into a forest, and I was like, "Okay, this is the scene where Boromir accidentally, you know, go, go tries to take the ring, and then they get in the boats, and then off they all go, and they end in the movie." And then, like, they started talking about, or Glimly starts talking about an elf witch, and I'm like, "Shit, there's like 45 more minutes to this movie <laughs> <laughs> because they had to go meet Gladriel, and she had to do her ghost witch thing, and all sorts of shit. Like, I'm like, there's still so much more to this movie. Hey, what's the one? Because Lee Pace plays Orlando Bloom's father, right? Mm-hmm. Which one does he show up where he's riding the giant elk and he just kind of like looks down on like the race of men and kind of goes like, huh, I'm prettier than you. Yeah. And he's like, we're leaving and marches his army away. Which one's that? I I think that's one of the Hobbit ones. No, he's definitely in um, Two Towers and Return of the King. Yeah. Okay. I don't remember that. But it's not... Uh, I don't think it's maybe he is only in the one I can't remember but he's yeah he's definitely in the Hobbit ones where he's kind of an asshole yeah well good for Legolas it took him a few thousand years but he finally got out from under daddy's thumb and somehow aged backwards yeah he's he's a Benjamin Button (laughs) (laughs) he's a thousand year old Benjamin Button oh god (laughs) if that's at Elves age I was so excited to meet Galadriel again, okay. So I will, I will say, when we were, you were like, "There's still like 45 minutes left of this movie." I was like, oh, "But they get to meet Galadriel," and yes. I was so excited because I always really liked Galadriel because she was like, and I was, I read up on her, and I remembered, and by remembered, I mean I reread it. I was like, "Oh right, I do remember that um, that she is Elrond's mother-in-law because Elrond married her daughter." So. Arwen is Galadriel's granddaughter. And I just remember I was like and, and, and somehow Elrond looks older than all of them. He's half elf. Oh well. So that's that's why. That's why. Okay. Because he's got human blood. So he's not as perfect. I see. Kate Blanchett still looks great now, and this movie's 20 years old, and she still looks gorgeous. Like, whew, she's getting work done. It's very nice and subtle. I didn't even realize, like I I was watching it and I'm like, Kate Blanchett looks great in this movie. 
did I even know who Kate Blanchett was before this movie? No, and, no, I'm pretty no. sure this was like the. I'm yeah. pretty sure this was like her big break for American cinema. Yeah, because she's Australian, right? I think so. It's really, it's really funny though, because I don't really care for her, and <gasps> I hate Galadriel. Blasphemer. I hate <gasps> Blaspheme! her. Every time she's Why? on the screen, I'm like, oh my god. Why do you hate her? This Tell me more. There's Tell me the drama. Yeah. There's literally no good reason. It's just I just don't like her. I don't like the character. I I just don't like anything about it. It's like my one gripe about the movies. Wow. So I know. she but this see cuz like and when I was reading up on her character cuz I remember just being like, "Oh, Galadriel's awesome." Cuz everyone's like, "Oh, Arwen, Arwen." I was like, "No, Galadriel." Cuz she's like super cool. And uh it's really like she she is like a super she was like the first female elf that was like bitches get shit done i'm gonna fight too and like she wanted she had ambition and stuff and i'm like and when like she was called like they called on elves to fight she was like okie dokie and she was like the only girl to do so and blah 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 so like she's the hbic so i like her but then i didn't like her more beautiful than the dot or yeah, whatever was, i was just like yeah mm, this is corny you would have a queen yeah I was like, mm. yeah that bit but that it, it was weird like any like hallucinatory bits like that just looked weird yeah it looked like photo negatives and i was just like mm-hmm. yeah anywho anywho yeah. anywho so and the, then the fellowship breaks up it the, wasn't a very good fellowship they don't break up they they uh split up and they go separate s- ways. They split into one, two, three, four groups. Yeah. Are we counting Boromir as dying as one of those groups? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you count Boromir dying as a group? <laughs> the dead group. I mean Gandalf's in Gandalf's that group. Gandalf's in that group too. <laughs> There's four groups. <laughs> so this is Frodo and Sam. Yeah, in the, the hobbits who have been taken yeah then there's the hostage group the hostage group then there's the trio the rescue trio rescue trio of friend, <laughs> best friends forever and the dead guy group and dead <laughs> yes yes uh, that's how this works i'm yes. glad we figured that out <laughs> yeah um. <laughs> it's just funny Okay, well, as, uh, here's here's the thing now, because obviously this is a trilogy of movies and et cetera, et cetera. At the end of the movie, obviously this doesn't work very well for you, Alicia, because you did not recently <laughs> rewatch it. it does, did, did, was the ending satisfying for you as a, as a whole? Were you sitting there like, you know, this end is like halfway through kind of a thing, you know? Uh. I remember for me, I was like, wow, this is a cliffhanger. That sucks. Yeah. Um, I Especially watching it now, it did, I will say, make me want to watch the other two, but also not because I don't have that much time that I want to spend in a weekend watching three movies. Right. But I would like to, because when you mentioned it, it's like now you got to wait. What is it? They came out one a year for three years? Yeah, it was years. one a year for three I'm like, years. I'm not waiting a whole year to rewatch. I'll, I'll watch it maybe in a couple weeks because like you know i do want to like it it did spark the interest in rewatching the whole thing and i don't want to wait that long to watch them um but it does have a bit of that star warsy 
it's not a full story that I am not a huge fan of when it happens, Mm -hmm. but I feel like this was as much as it had a cliffhanger, it wasn't like a star Wars movie that is just a section of a story. This did have a beginning, a middle and an end. Mm -hmm. It's just the end directly leads into the next thing. So it gets points for that. Speaking of ends, the return of the King gets a lot of guff for just having so many fake out endings. Oh my god, this <laughs> this did too. This did too. And I didn't I felt like it could have ended like five times. And yeah, it just kept going. Like there was so many little bits at the end that I was like, wow, okay. Cause I I I, I, I you, you always hear that Return of the King getting guff for the multiple endings. And then it was just sitting there, I'm watching, I'm like, there's like five endings in this movie too. Like Frodo and Sam get like three separate endings just on the two on their own. Yeah. <laughs> like uh sam's pretty great though oh yeah 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 sam sam's don't you leave him samwise gimji and and I, don't the, I feel to. like sam should have been the one carrying the ring he's like the the neville he, he was the real he's the real one. mvp yeah for sure frodo sucks he, he had the purest of hearts i mean in the books i know frodo had the ring for like 17 years so it's probably messing him with him a bit but like yeah so anyway so anyway that is what we thought of this movie. Critics in 2001 had their own thoughts in the movie. So, Laura, why don't you fill us in on some past reviews? I would be happy to, Mike. So, this why, movie. Why you say it like that? <laughs> yes, I would, Kent. Because <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> this movie. <laughs> I just wanted to see your reaction. Uh, well, you got an interesting one out of it. <laughs> this movie currently lies <laughs> so funny. Just yeah, I would happy to, Mike. <laughs> Stop it. You can fix it in post. No. Well, I'll leave it all in there. This movie holds a 92% approval rate from critics on Rotten Tomatoes and a 95% audience score. Colin Kennedy of Empire Magazine said, putting formula blockbusters to shame, Fellowship is impeccably cast and constructed with both care and passion. Jonathan Rosenbaum of the Chicago Reader, it's full of scenic splendors with a fine sense of scale, but its narrative thrust seems relatively pro forma, and I was bored by the battle scenes. Boo. And this one actually had a review from both Ebert and Roper from their days as Ebert and Roper. Ebert called it a well-crafted and sometimes stirring adventure where Roper, (laughs) the summary of his review is, it goes on forever. (laughs) (laughs) Overall, this movie has 121 award wins and an additional 126 nominations. Wow. That's ludicrous. For the Oscars, it has Best Cinematography, Best Makeup, Best Music, and Best Visual Effects. It was nominated for Best Picture and Actor, McKellen, Director, Adapted Screenplay, and Other Technical Awards. Best Picture and Director winners were A Beautiful Mind. And this is the year where Denzel won Best Actor for Training Day and Julia Roberts was all, I love my life. Do you remember that? I don't remember that. Oh, God. It was so cheesy. It was so stupid. Anyway. Like him winning wasn't stupid, but her being all like, it's all about 
me was stupid, but that's Julia Roberts for you. Uh, it also won a bunch of Saturn <laughs> okay. Awards. Okay, your sister hates Gladriel. You hate Julia Roberts. <laughs> I like Pretty Woman and, and I like Notting Hill, but that's about it. Because like she, I've heard some stories. Drama. Okay. <laughs> it won Saturns for Best Fantasy, Best Supporting Actor for McKellen, not actor, but supporting actor and Best Director. It was nominated for writing, music, costumes, makeup, and effects. And because it was a big part of my teen years, it won the MTV Best Movie Award, Best Breakthrough Male Role for Orlando Bloom, and nominated for Best Male Performance, Best Villain, Best Fight, and Best Action Sequence. A lot of that was won by um, uh, Pearl Harbor. No. I know, right? Weird. Anyway, so that's what our critics thought. Well... Uh, normally this would be the point where we would say if a movie holds up from, from a rewatch perspective, but, uh, again, you didn't watch it, Alicia. Okay. To be fair, I, we literally watch it like every few years and we were going to watch it this Christmas, but stupid Spencer picked up all those overtime shifts. So here we are. (laughs) You got a wedding to pay for. Exactly. (laughs) That is true. That is true. But, but in your personal opinion, would you say that this movie still holds up in your in your sense and and please use the rubric i explained to you before we started recording (laughs) (laughs) um yes it's very buttery (laughs) 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 pretty close pretty close um yeah i mean obviously like there are things about it that i'm like wow that's (laughs) old buttery (laughs) um but like yeah the nostalgia factor i mean i was eight or nine when i first watched it so like there's a lot of time between then and now and it's still one of my i know i know it's one of my favorite movies still and like i love watching the extended editions over like a long weekend it's still i don't know i still love them i still talk about them all the time with sarah and angie like we literally listen to the music all the time like it's still very much in my life have you have you Put more thought into getting the matching tattoo with your friends. I have not. Okay. I, we've talked about it. Um, <laughs> however, and I know Sarah and Angie will not listen to this, so I'm not going to like worry about it, but um, I know Sarah's yeah, not. Yeah, talk shit about it. <laughs> Sarah's not uh, as happy with hers as Angie is. Oh. Sarah's just didn't hold up. Like the actual artist didn't do as good of a job. Uh, um yeah so and i mean if i ever did get a tattoo yeah sure it would probably be and i guess we should explain the tattoo is the elvish word for friend which mm-hmm. speak friend and enter um anyways so yeah if i was to get one it would be that but it also i don't know if you've ever seen the word but it does kind of look like a penis so <laughs> like right smack dab in the middle of the word. So um, there's also that that we have to think about. You should look it up. You'll see what I mean. Uh, I definitely yeah. am going to now. <laughs> yeah. Well, you could get like, um, well, who's your favorite character from the movie? Is it Aragorn? Yeah, it's probably Aragorn. So you could get something Aragorn-y. <laughs> Just, just write Strider across your forehead. <laughs> yeah. Big no, chest a, tattoo. Yeah, I was going to say a big portrait chest Portrait tattoo. Oof. Big portrait tattoo. I don't know. Viggo Mortensen's pretty cool. 
I like him. I agree. He's got some. Uh, he's he's a talented, talented guy. Yeah, I yeah. like Eastern Promises. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's ding dong. Uh, as for me, as for me, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm. I still give it a double butter. Um, as it, it, obviously for a movie that's twenty years old, not everything's going to hold up. Some of those, the CG didn't look anywhere near as good as the practical stuff. That cave troll could have looked a lot better. I, I don't remember <laughs> it looking as rubbery as it did because mm-hmm. it certainly did. Also, for some reason, I remember them stabbing it in the dick. I don't know. Oh. Why that does that happen? In a, does that happen in a different movie? Yeah. Where I was just waiting for them to stab it in the dick. There's there's trolls in the other movies. So yeah, maybe. maybe one of them gets stabbed this in the does dick. Does not look like, like a penis to me. <laughs> you oh, you Google it. Let me yeah, see. Yeah, it doesn't look like a penis at all. I get it. I see it. I see it. I don't know. I, I'm there with you, Alicia. I see the dick. I see the balls. Yeah. You guys are dirty. It's very Freud would have a field day. <laughs> um, you'd have to you'd have to see it like on them too, because that changes things. Interesting, interesting. Now I wonder where they got their tattoos. I have no idea. Not on their bodies. I've seen them, but like who the artist was. So anywho. Anyway, so back to back to uh to this yeah so yeah it's uh it's still double butter uh don't don't watch it in full screen please oh don't for that the love was, of god don't i yeah. i i i made a, a joke before we started watching it that i should just rent it instead spend the money to get the full screen or the the widescreen version and it was like 10 minutes in i was like why didn't i do it i should have just bought the collection again in 4k and been done with it <laughs> but Oops. but yes uh double butter from me my turn? Yes. Don't hate me. I already I'm hate you. A plane. Oh, a plane. out of the wedding. You know. Out of the wedding. I just, this is all about it holding up. I still really liked it. I still had fun watching it, but it is too long. Mm-hmm. It is very campy in a lot of places. And I don't mean, and I think it's because, again, since this, this movie was like, if it wasn't for this movie, there's so much other fantasy we wouldn't have in film. And like in TV. Don't get me wrong. This movie is important. I do think people should watch it. But I think if if I were to show this to somebody who had never watched Lord of the Rings before and their only experience with fantasy was Witcher and Game of Thrones, and I mean good Game of Thrones, not the later season Game of Thrones, if they just stopped watching it for like season five, they'd turn this on and go, What? No, I don't agree with that, though. I think... Because there's a lot of camp to it. Nah, I think it's just a high fantasy thing. No, there's... The action is campy. The uh, the effects are campy. The the camera angle... It does that weird... We've talked about it in other movies of this time, where it does that, oh, weird, that weird slow-mo... The jerky slow-mo, yeah. Fast slow-mo stuff. It is very dated in that sense. And because of that like the acting is good the story is enjoyable um like i was very involved but like there is enough to it that doesn't age well that i can't in good conscience give it a double butter that it holds up great well there you go how does it feel to be the one that's wrong yep no <laughs> i'm used to it yeah that's definitely true <laughs> well on that disappointing note that will do it for this week's episode but next week we will be taking a look at 
I don't know if you're, you know what, you're probably going to be dreading it and then love it. We are going to look at the 1996 Baz Luhrmann classic, Romeo and Juliet. Oh, boy. We, we just did a Leo movie. Like yeah, and movie. I want to do another one. Oh. All right. I've seen it before. It's been a while. That's the really orange one, right? Um, It's not really orange. <laughs> it's more red and blue. Jamie Kennedy's got a pink haircut. You know what that. made me think of it? You know what made me think I want to watch that? It wasn't Leo. Was it was it John Jamie Leguizamo. Kennedy? Oh, because we watched Encanto. Yeah. Which is very good. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, you know what movie I've been putting off for this for a long time and it's got John Leguizamo? Romeo and Juliet. And it's got Paul Rudd. What? Paul Rudd is in it? Paul Rudd plays Paris. Huh. Huh. The only fact that I know about this movie as of right now, like that's a, a recent fact, is that Jamie Kennedy showed up to his uh, his screen test stuff for Scream with the pink hair. And they were like, what the fuck did you do? <laughs> because they didn't realize it was for a, another movie that he was doing. And, and they, they were like, what do we do? What do we do? He, he changed his look. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess we're doing that next week. We haven't done anything Shakespeare yet. Yeah, because there's not a lot, unless you count like there's teen a, remakes of like the. There's not a lot, you say. There is not. Shakespeare wrote everything there is to write. Every story since in the English language is basically based on a Shakespeare idea. Was Lord of the Rings based on a Shakespeare <laughs> idea? I'm sure if you dig hard enough, you would find some inspiration. Well, look forward to that movie next week. But for this episode of Burt Popcorn, I am Mike. I'm Laura. Thank you, Alicia, for joining us. Normally, I get somebody to plug something, but you have nothing to plug. <laughs> I've got cats. <laughs> what, what projects do you have on the go these days that we could advertise for you? Uh, I have a wedding. Give me money for it. I mean, there right. you go. That works. And, and if we ever have you on the show again, we'll make sure that Laura gives you enough of a heads up that you can watch the movie. Yeah, first. I gave you like 12 hours. <laughs> That's cool. I wasn't doing anything tonight. Yeah, it worked out great. <laughs> All right. And uh, so for this week's episode, I'm Mike, you're Laura, and we'll talk to you guys again uh, soon. Bye. Don't hang up. I'm going to stop the recording. Yeah, make sure check. it worked. I am going to make sure that it worked. Before